Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show, 39 degrees and cloudy here at 309. On this Wednesday, January 31st, 2024, the one-year anniversary of The Rob O'Donnell Show. I thank you for being part of the show. Thank you for letting me into your homes, your radios, your cars, wherever you happen to listen. Your app. Um, I appreciate it. I had a good time the past year. We've learned what works and what doesn't work, and we're going to get better and continue to get better. But I appreciate all you guys for the support. But, yeah, one year ago today, January 31st, was the first Rob O'Donnell show here on WILK News Radio. So I appreciate you guys. You don't know how more. And, again, I want to give a special kudos to Jake in the control room because this show does not come to you without him in there. So I appreciate everything he does, his music selections. Listen, I just give him a mood I'm in, and he runs with it. And that's where the music comes from. Runs the board in there, does all the electronics, gets the podcasts up, gets the titles in there. Show doesn't get to you without him, so he's just much part of the show than you. So thank you, buddy. I appreciate you, everything you do. Love working with you, man. Happy one year. Yep, we're going to do it again. Do, do it another year. Let's see how our 2024 goes. See if we can get you to break that computer this year. <laughs> uh, but thank you, though. That means a lot. Uh, no, no doubt. No doubt. Like I said, doesn't come to them without you, so... The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, we have a couple changes in today's show, uh, things out of my control. Actually, an act of Congress uh, changed the trajectory of today's show. We were going to have Congresswoman Erin Hoochin, Indiana's 9th District, on today to tell us. She just took a visit to the border with a whole group of uh, United States Congress members. Uh, to check out firsthand what's going on down there, part of the impeachment process with the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkas. But due to votes being moved to the 5 o'clock hour today, uh, she was contacting me earlier today to tell me that she would not be able to be on today, but she wants to be on tomorrow. So we're going to move that schedule to tomorrow at 5 o'clock hour for Congresswoman Erin Hoochin from Indiana's 9th District, United States Congressperson down in Washington, and again, an act of Congress interrupted a, um, a guest that I was going to bring to you here in Northeast Pennsylvania. So at least they're doing something down there. And we'll, we'll talk to her tomorrow about what exactly they were doing down there. It, uh, we're still looking for that response from the Biden administration to uh, five dead U.S. service members, two Navy SEALs and three Army Reserve members from Georgia. I just saw uh, a while ago that uh, intelligence from the U.S. Central Command has announced that... Oh, that's the... I'm looking at the wrong thing now. Where did it go? See, now it just disappeared. I don't have it now, so... We'll see. There's supposed to be a multi-tiered attack, including strikes on Iranian and Iranian-backed assets, including cyber strikes. Now, they're the experts that do these things, but Iran is no stranger to cyber attacks themselves, so I would be prepared for countermeasures if anything like that's done. But we're still waiting on that. If I seem uh, more tired than usual this this week, uh, it's because I am. I've been up late at night looking through uh, sources to see movements of our military assets, what's going on, and 
The fact that we can't see a lot and it's business as usual on the outside is a good thing because I'm sure it's anything but on the inside. But we're waiting. It should be, I would say, in the next 12 to 20 hours, 24 hours. Uh, we should expect to see something. And like our administration has said, it will be a tiered system. It'll be a tiered response. And to not judge the first thing you see as thinking that's all we're going to do. That's what was the update from the White House talking points today. I keep hearing about this multi-tiered system. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, we're going to talk about the PUC hearing in Scranton. It looks like all your typical camera-loving politicians are jumping on that wagon. If you were there, I know we spoke to someone who was at the 1 o'clock meeting yesterday. If you were at either meeting and want to give us your rundown of what, what went on, I'd love to hear from people directly that were there, people that are affected by it. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, but they had the two meetings now. And it seems like, uh, you know, the politicians and many members of the community lined up to speak their views. Some of them in particular was uh, Senator Marty Flynn from Dunmore, District 22, testified. Uh, you had the mayor of Scranton make comments. You had the city council member, Bill King, make some uh, members and uh, a bunch of more. A bunch more individuals. But if you were there, if you went to it, you could either call or text at 5708830098. Tell us how that went. Tell us what your sense is. Me looking at this from the outside, again, I'm not affected by the rate increases. I don't have them. I, I've been following it, but not in-depthly. It, it looks to me as the, the Water Authority here shot very high so they could come somewhere in the middle and still get a rate increase that they desire. Um, the fact that their profits and their their books are not open to scrutiny is uh, something that maybe need to be needs maybe needs to be addressed. And I'm I'm not a proponent for government intervention because every time government looks to take something over, every time government looks to get involved with something, they kind of make it worse than it was before they got involved. And uh, one of the good Things uh, I saw a video from the congresswoman I was going to have on today, Erin Hoochin, who will be on tomorrow, an interview she gave because she was a state senator in Indiana for many years before she became a United States congresswoman. She said uh, that she looks in the gaps in policy and she uses legislation as a last resort because all we, the last thing we need is more laws, more legislation, more government involvement. And it kind of stuck with me, and I'm, I'm going to get into that conversation with her tomorrow, but that I, I love the way she phrased that because it, it's a great way to look at things. I mean, if you look at things now at our border, the laws are exactly the same as they were under the Trump administration. They're exactly the same they were under the Biden administration, uh, the, the Obama administration. But under the Biden administration, we've had this free-for-all at the border when the laws have not changed. What has changed? Policies. Uh, executive orders. This president's marching orders. What they're doing with their Border Patrol to distract them rather than enforce our immigration laws remain in Mexico. Uh, this asylum reclassification that is just ludicrous, uh, what's going on. 
And we're going to talk about that and effects that's having across our, our nation a little later with some legal issues, with some issues that are going on throughout the country. It's just incredible that you will take anyone who wants to surrender and say, okay, they are being coached on what to say, and we're releasing them into the country with court dates that are up to seven years out, knowing that 80% will not qualify for asylum, and hoping something happens down the road, hoping the status changes, administration change, maybe the the majorities in the House and Senate change to where a full blanket amnesty is back in the the realm. I mean, to the point where we talked yesterday, they released a a known terrorist. He came up as a a possible terrorist when he was stopped by the Border Patrol, and then they said it was inconclusive, released him, and then 10 months later, 10 months later, ICE was able to apprehend this individual in Minneapolis saying, no, he in fact was the terrorist that that they thought he was, but they were so busy, the checks are so rapid, the checks are so overbearing that mistakes are being made, and one was made. Thankfully, they were able to apprehend him 10 months later, but what could he have done in those 10 months? This is just one individual. How many more are out there? When you have over 10 million, you know, if just 1% is nefarious, you're looking at 100,000 people. It's it's incredible, the lack of response. And, and it's not laws. They keep saying, well, yes, the immigration system's broken. Well, you cannot fix immigration without having border security. Because you could do whatever you want to immig- the immigration policy. If there's no border security, people are just going to skip that line and continue to flood in. So you cannot have one without the other. The border needs to be secure. The laws are there to secure the border. It's just a matter of this administration's fortitude to do such. And we've had the experts on the show, Tom Holman, Ken Cusinelli, who said, you know, they could gain control of our border. Even now, at the state it's in now, where you have millions a year coming in, Tom Holman says 120 days. An, an administration with the fortitude can uh, can secure the border. And, and you have the nonsense back and forth because this, this is just like other arguments. They don't want this to go away. They don't want to fix this because it's, the, it's an argument. But the, what they're doing to Democrat-run cities, Democrat cities that – I mean, New York City, you're, you're looking at over 80 percent vote Democrat. They are destroying the city. They are bankrupting the city. And this is happening all around. Philadelphia, Baltimore, Chicago, it's Houston. It's happening across our country. California. I mean, San Diego is being inundated. And I've been to the San Diego border. And when I was there, in less than 10 minutes, migrants tried to enter the country. I saw it with my own two eyes. But within seconds, there were mounted Border Patrol units there. They turned their boat around and went back to the Mexican side. I saw all this happen. I've posted pictures on my social media. It happened where I took pictures of the boat coming ashore. I took pictures of the horses of the Border Patrol coming riding up the beach at Borderfield State Park. You know, there were pictures yesterday in San Diego County of dozens being dropped off in SUVs, just circumventing the system and walking through. 
And these are the ones that are walking up to agents, anyone of authority, and saying, we're persecuted in our country. I'm afraid for my life. I need asylum. Because that's what they're instructed to say. We've seen the instruction sheets telling them what to say. Knowing that 80% are not going to qualify. But this administration is flooding them throughout the country, transporting them. What did I say? $40 million they've spent transporting. But they want to talk about the governor of Texas transporting you know, a few thousand to cities across America, to sanctuary cities. Who've asked for this? But if you have anything else to put at the uh, the Pennsylvania hearing, Water Authority hearing yesterday, uh, please check in and let's see uh, if anything came out of that in your eyes. If you think anything's going to be done, you think it was worth it. Again, I think they shot high and they're hoping they get somewhere where they knew they would kind of end up. Just my two cents. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about BudgetBlinds.com. You're going to go to BudgetBlinds.com. You schedule an appointment. Tom or Rick, they're owners of the local Budget Blinds here in our area. They're going to contact you. They are the leaders in custom window treatments. 90% more options than your big box stores. That's the thing that stood out to me. I couldn't believe the options I had. I, I, I literally have blinds coming that I didn't even know existed. So the options are incredible. And being a do-it-yourselfer, going to the big box stores, yeah, it's easy. You think you just get it done. You spend a day putting them up, measuring, make sure you get the right size. Budget Blinds is proud to offer the best warranty program in the industry. You're not going to get that at big box stores, including the no-questions-asked guarantee, which means you're going to save money. You're going to go through two or three, four sets of blinds from your big box stores. They get beat up just everyday life. You have kids, you have pets, whatever it is, UVs, lights, they fade, they crack. No questions asked guarantee. Budgetblinds.com. Tom and Rick, owners of our local Budget Blinds locations here, they will take care of you. Tell them I sent you. You will not be disappointed. It's 323 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute.